Hello and welcome to this edition of Notes from Minnesota. I am Beth Ann Erickson. Thanks for tuning in again today. So nice to see you again. Um, I'm a little bit late on this one and I have actually kind of a good reason. I am blue. I am feeling really, really blue. Um, I hate, I really am not thrilled to be talking about this because it's something that's really, really personal, but I kind of feel like you deserve a little bit of a explanation, I suppose. Um, next week I get to go in and find out if I have cancer again. That's just the way it goes when you are a cancer patient. Um, I really, really, really dislike November and May. Those are my cancerversary months. Um, to make things very, very clear, I am exceedingly lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I They caught my cancer before I had actually exited my colon. And so now they're just basically uh, checking and watching for any cell activity. Uh, turns out there was a blood supply feeding my very large golf ball sized tumor in my colon for quite a while. And what the doctors are looking for all the time is um, any of these cells that may have flaked off into my bloodstream and got filtered by my liver. So they're kind of watching my liver and they're watching my lungs. And uh, it shouldn't be a big deal, but I, I tend to get blue and cranky and really bummed. Like, you know, a couple of weeks prior to having to go in. It's like reliving the whole experience over and over because I felt so awesome back when I had cancer. I was, you know, busy and I was working. I was productive and I was fabulous and I was working on a, doing the early training for a triathlon and then, you know, just went in for a routine colonoscopy and came out of it a cancer patient. Who would have thought? Uh, I've spent the years since then, you know, recovering watching for cancer, relearning how to eat after they perform their extended right hemicolectomy. And I've also learned how to say multisyllabic words. Um, I thought I was doing fine with my cancerversary until I... You, you wind up when you have cancer for some reason, at least I have, keeping an eye on fellow cancer patients. Probably morbid, I suppose. But I was... Uh, just so rejoicing there is a, a young gamer man who goes by the name of cynical brit and his uh what's his real name his real name is john bain uh you can look this all up on um he also goes by total biscuit i don't know i don't understand all these multiple names but hey i'm just beth easy to find me um he too was diagnosed with colon cancer and it was fabulous. He was doing so good. It was small. He didn't, you know, they removed the mask. Life was good. All his scans were clean. Everything was fabulous. And then last month he announced his cancer had metastasized to his liver and is now stage four incurable. So they're going to just be doing, you know, quality of life stuff, I suppose, until he goes and, oh, dear God, that just, you know, that puts a knife in my heart. Oh, it's... <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. It's not fun. I my, I not only bleed in my heart for him, but then I wonder, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, oh dear, you know, I woke up this last few weeks with a headache. I bet you it's a met in my brain. You know, that happens too, you know, go for a walk. I get winded. It's like, yeah, there's mets in my lungs. 
probably not. I don't know. But I get really black and morbid this time of year. It's not just Halloween. Um, it's funny. People's reaction when I, you know, mention my cancerous I rarely mention it. And I can't believe I'm even doing it now because I just don't like to talk about it. Uh, they, they say things like, don't worry, you got this. As, as though I have any control as to whether these cells are going to take root and, you know, cause a problem, I suppose. Um, another one I love is think positive. Again, you know, is in my thinking, granted, I, I will admit this one's probably a little bit better than most because, I mean, yeah, if I don't ponder it and if I keep my mindset you know, somewhat positive, I'll probably get more work done, but it will have zero influence over whether or not I have cancer again. Another one of my favorites is to just visualize as though I have time to sit and close my eyes and visualize. I mean, and, and, and when the thing of it is the mind, cancer is such a weird thing. It's, it's like a shadow. I call it a shadow because I'm, I'll just be doing my, I, I have two little nieces who moved in next uh, nearby and they are so wonderful. And sometimes I just lose myself in their play and their talk and we're chit-chatting. And then all of a sudden it'll be like the smallest sensation in my incision or I'll feel a, I have a number of splices. They, they have a fancy word, anastomosis or something like that. I can't say it. So I just call them splices in my actual colon. And sometimes those will kind of like ping, bing, bing or something, you know. Um, and, and I was kind of like, and I'll be happy, 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 and I'll feel one of them. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I have to go in. Find out if I got cancer again. Frick. Actually, I don't say frick. I'm, this is a family-friendly show, so I don't actually say the word that I actually say. Um, and so, you know, dealing with all of this. I, I wish I could find somebody who have who has lived long-term with this. It would just be so awesome. But the thing of it is, is people who are living long-term with it, aren't saying anything because they're busy living long term and they're having a good time and they're living and, you know, evidently have gotten over their food issues and, and life is fabulous. And see, here I am, I'm going into my dark place again. Um, so yeah, going in, my life is hinging upon a blood test, a few scans and the, the magic number at the end, the magic number is like a CEA or something like that. I make a point not to know too much because then I can, it'll just be more to Google. <laughs> when I start Googling, I really get into trouble. My advice, if you know, if you're dealing with a chronic illness is don't go to Dr. Google, talk to your regular doctor. They'll let you know what to expect. And so far, my regular doctors have been a lot more positive than Dr. Google. So there's my, my bit of advice for anybody having trouble. Um, yeah, Dr. Google, he can be rough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, since this is a, you know, podcast about writing, how on earth does a person write when you have so much crazy stuff going on in your head? Good question. I, A, I don't get as much done as I did pre-cancer. I just have to accept that about myself because I second guess myself a lot more and I think that's probably okay. And if you're dealing with this, I hope that's okay for you too, because it's the way it is. You have to accept reality. Reality is I'm not as fast at writing anymore. I'm not as an aggressive a marketer. Marketing has changed in the last two years. It's so weird. Um, it's all, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I've never done that before. And I'm so uncomfortable doing that. I tend to be a little more of a, 
look at you, look at you, look at you. I'm always, I always deflect. I always try to deflect because this podcast isn't about me. It's about you. It's about what you need. You know, if you're dealing a health with issues, health issues, this is why I'm doing this particular one. And it's also an explanation as to why I'm not as prolific as I once was. I don't know if that's good or bad. Again, it's just reality. But how, how do you, how do you continue productivity? How do you, you know, continue creativity through that? Um, I've, I've taken to incorporating some of it, a lot of it into my work. I have an inside view. And if you have any kind of illness, you have an inside view into that twisted, crazy world of medicine and hope and self-help and all that kind of stuff. Um, it just, I am working on Murder on Third right now as my fourth novel. Actually, it's my fifth. I never published the one. I'm still kind of pondering it, but I'm thinking about it. Um, But Murder on Third, one of the characters has cancer. And that's, I've read pretty much every book where a major character has cancer. And it's all boo-hoo and wah-wah. That is definitely part of it. But what nobody ever really talks about is the drudgery the dailiness of it the you know I, one of my favorite writers way back when was um philip something something <laughs> how's that my favorite writers philip something something can't remember his name see i have a hole in my my uh, memories that's okay um and he always talked about how life being so darn daily it's just darn daily you do the same things you do this you do that And dealing with a chronic situation, whether it's illness or whether it's dealing with illness or whether it's, you know, in my case, it's just a, a change. My, my body changed after the cancer. You just deal with it daily and it's the same. That's what my character is doing. I'm not writing her in a way to garner incredible sympathy for her. That's the last thing I want even when I was in the thick of the cancer and I was hobbling around with a walker after my surgery, all I wanted was for people to treat me normal. My sisters would come up and they would be so nice. I'd be like, quit it. Give me crap. Just give me crap. Really? You never treat me nice. Come on. You know, that's, you know, you, you want to be treated as normal as possible. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so incorporate that into your into your characters, into your world somehow, because you're not only being creative, but you're also doing some education, which is kind of cool. Give your second, give yourself permission to go slower. I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm unapologetic about it. I wish I could be one of those young whippersnappers who just write a million words a year and are perky online and have time to spend all day on Facebook. I don't know how these people do it. I could never do it. I guess I'll never be rich, successful, blah, 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 blah. but I'm happy and I'm living life exactly the way I want. And I'm happy with, with every, every aspect of my career at this point. Um, just focus on your work. Just keep focusing on your work as, as well as you're able to. Sometimes I'm writing and then that, that shadow will hit me again or give me a poke and it'll be like, yeah, I know I have cancer. I'm going in again. I may or may not have it again, but so be it. Um, but yeah, not, 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 I guess that's all I can say at this point because I'm still in my kind of dark spot waiting for next Thursday when the big number comes in. I hate that so much. 
I used to just enjoy long expanses of time to work and now it's always caught up between appointments or the shadow poking me or something. It's crazy. If you have good health and a lot of time to write, wow, blaze forward. But if you have challenges, blaze forward. (laughs) That's the best we can do. I hope and wish I could be a lot more helpful. But it's kind of a hopeless situation in many regards. Just use it. Embrace it. It's reality. You don't have to be all perky worky. You don't have to visualize. You don't have to even saying I'm cancer free. I'm cancer free. It's not going to have any kind of effect whatsoever. But that's okay because this is life. Embrace life the way it is, not the way you necessarily think it ought to be. Because there's treasures no matter what. Perhaps we'll talk about some of the treasures that I've stumbled on along the way next time. Never know. In the meantime, I really, really appreciate your taking the time. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it a lot. I just hope you'll swing by BethannErickson.com. Sign up. I've got so many awesome freebies down the pike. (laughs) They'll be coming. Believe me, they will be coming. Um, I've got a bunch of them. I've got two more to add. I just have to do it. And uh, I I think after... I know for uh, I'll have another new lease on life after next Thursday. It'll be fun. In the meantime, I'm going to focus on my work, get those freebies out to you, and I hope you have a fabulous day. Beth Ann Erickson from BethAnnErickson.com. This was Notes for Minnesota. Thanks for tuning in. Isn't this exciting? Bye bye.